Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. I am your host, Frank Pador, and it is currently February 11th, 2022, 6.08 p.m. Eastern Time. And you know what? Another week has gone by, the second Friday within this month of February, the shortest month of the calendar year. For what reason? I have no idea. You're going to have to check with history on that one. Don't ask me just because I'm really behind on my history. But guess what? Another week has gone by in this podcast, which means another week has gone by within our lives. We went from episode 20 to episode 21 on this February of 11th. And guess what? We did it. Another week has gone by. Another week of of time, of seconds, minutes, hours, and days. Another week where we have succeeded and failed in many places, both simultaneously and all at once. And I tell you what, there have been some ups and some downs within my life, and I hope less failures for you and more triumphs and successes within your life. And again, if those successes may not have come about this week, there's always next week. And you know what? There's always the beginning of tomorrow. Yes, it is the weekend. Tomorrow, the 12th being a Saturday, unless you're already across that threshold because time zones. But even so, it's a new day. It will be a new week and a refresh button. Hit that restart button and see how you can improve this week in comparison to last week. And I can already tell you a slew of things of how I'm going to do so myself, but that will come very soon. We're here to talk about you right now. What have you accomplished? Even if it's just a handful of things, even if it's just one thing, and you can just list, I woke up every single day this week. That's an accomplishment. My mother used to tell me a good start to the day is waking up. You just have to build on that good start and that momentum until you are able to go ahead and seize the rest of the day for your own improvement and stature. And I believe you can, and I know you can. If I can do it, if I can just take a handful of good things every single day, and look back on it while I'm resting my head on my bed, I know you can do. I know you can. In fact, I want you to write me about it. FSOFpodcast at gmail.com. Tell me your successes, even if it's just waking up and making your bed. As I talked about before, advice given to me from my roommate. You can too. You absolutely can. So, as always, I commemorate these streams, these podcasts, with a shot. Just because it's tradition here on my channel, but more so because it's the end of the week and sometimes we need a closer and maybe something to look forward to. Maybe this week was hard and you know what? You don't drink often, but maybe every Friday you wish to close something out ceremoniously and to achieve and cheers to your, what you have conquered and what you have not, your lows and your highs but you just want to wash away what you have done with that shot, then you know what? Here's to you, and here's to me, and here's to the 21st episode of this podcast. So, cheers. Who? No, it is not cheap vodka this week. It is actually my favorite brand of brandy. It is Christian Brothers, which was a gift to me by my roommate Shelby for my 30th birthday, which happened last month, which I've already talked about and we've already discussed. So, moving right along with the podcast, because I do have a very interesting topic that I wish to discuss with you all, which is something that I don't think I've ever actually fully touched on. Maybe hints here and there throughout the previous 20 episodes of this podcast, but we haven't actually dived into it like full force, but we'll get to that in a second. First, it is the week recap, 
within my life. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, my life has been rather interesting. There have been a bit of ups and a bit of downs. Um, the downs, I suppose, as I was speaking of beforehand, was that um, I have held a rather negative view of life. Excuse me, and of this world, to be honest with you, rather negative, rather low, to the point where it has no, not only resided internally within myself, but I have been giving an aura, I suppose you can describe it, of negativity. And it has been affecting the one that is most close to me, who is Shelby. And we have sat down and we have discussed many things uh, within this past week concerning my negativity and my outlook upon life and circumstances which we are both living. And honestly, enough is enough. Especially for her, but she speaks many truths to me. And unfortunately, the stubborn individual that I am, I overlook and I ignore many of which she says. I don't know if that's just me personally or me being the egotistical stubbornness which is being a man. Either way, it is no excuse. And after our conversations and upon reflection, she speaks many truths, as I said before. And it's time that I took hold of some of those things which she has said to me and well i'm trying to break through that negative output that negative outlook and that negativity which is now exuding externally from me and i don't want to be that person i know i've been that person for a while now Hell, a part of me even feels that I have embraced that person. Be like, well, the world sucks and I suck. And you know what? Fuck everything. I don't, I don't give a shit. Well, that's not the truth. And that's not who I am. I actually don't want the world to be condemned. I don't want everyday people to be condemned. I don't want myself to be condemned. I don't want to numb my emotions with alcohol which i know if you watch my streams you may think oh yeah they're having fun but some of you also may be thinking well why is he drinking that much you know what part of you might actually be right there is a part of me that wishes to numb myself with alcohol and to not feel and that's not healthy and that's not a good outlook on life not at all and I can understand after doing it many times and honestly for a couple of years now, it's, it's not right. It's not a constructive and healthy way in which to be able to deal with those emotions. You talk to any psychiatrist, fictional or real life, the best way to get through it is to actually feel those emotions and to feel why you are numbing yourself. What are you hiding yourself from feeling and why and uh, no it's it's finally time for me to confront that full force and one of the steps which we have done in order to be able to do so which is on our schedule to begin with but for the second month i believe it is in a row shelby and i have gone about and done our second fasting. Every single month, the second week of every month, we do our three-day fasting, which begins on a Tuesday and ends on a Thursday. Or I suppose Friday morning, considering Friday begins at 12 a.m. So that's exactly what we have done again. And other than one slip-up on my account, everything went accordingly. No food, no like solid food, you know, no carbs or anything of that nature. If you don't remember what it was beforehand, the first day is nothing but water and tea. The second day is water and tea and then lettuce and berries. Berries such as, um, well, berries and, and peppers because they're mostly water anyway. So blueberries, strawberries, green bell peppers, watermelon if you really wanted. And then the third day, we add in eggs and nuts. And that's exactly what we did. 
again, other than my screw-up. But no touch of alcohol, no touch of carbs, no bread, no, no fillings, nothing of that nature, just trying to drink in as much tea and water as we can in order to expel the toxins in, that are within our body. And we have succeeded, she has more than me, uh, this past time. And it kind of brings into perspective how much I have been drinking. And how much I actually do have control of myself and how much I don't need to subject and suppress my emotions to a substance. So, I know that for later this evening for my stream, yes, I stream regularly. You can go to twitch.tv slash plays and find the schedule up there as to when I do stream. Not just, actually, I don't even have this scheduled, the podcast I mention it, but just be on the lookout for it, in all honesty. But I'm going to have my opening and closing shot for my stream, but I think it's just going to be water and tea, just for control and preservation. Because we all need to do that, maybe just a little bit more in certain aspects of our life. So, that is what we have done. Good news, which I haven't announced upon my gaming streaming, but I will announce here, announced, announce here, is that some good news, and for a little while now, some good news that has been bestowed upon my life, is that I am actually represented again, not only by an agent, but an agency, was a vocal talent, and that's exciting. The first audition that is lined up for me will be um, Saturday the 26th. So 15 days, 14, essentially. Two weeks before my first audition in a very long time. But I'm happy to get back on that horse and to hopefully gain something from it. Whether it's notoriety but hopefully a couple of gigs. We'll see. Time will tell. Now that I have to get my acting chops and memorization of monologues up and going again, I'm hoping to impress my new agent and agency as a result of that audition. So, there are my highs and my lows of the week. Let's move on to the actual topic of this podcast. And it's going to be a little bit interesting. Like I said before, I'm sure I mentioned it and I touched upon it just ever delicately and ever lightly. But I don't think I talked about it in depth. And I think right now is the very best time in which to do so to strike the metal on the anvil while it's still hot. Because it's been an ongoing topic for years now. And a lot of us have poke and gesture at it like, oh, well, Hollywood's run out ideas. They're remaking this. They're rebooting that. They're this. They're that. Yes, let's talk about revivals. Let's talk about reboots. Specifically, not of movies, because my God, could we go on about cinema and the reboots and the remakes of them. Most Specifically, the one that I just really rolled my eyes and detest and refuse to watch is the remake of Jumanji with Dwayne the Rock John, uh, Dwayne the Rock, yeah, Johnson, right? Johnson? Yeah, whatever. The Rock. And then I know Jack Black is in there and I think Kevin Hart because where would Kevin Hart be without The Rock or vice versa? Whatever. I refuse to watch that because the one that I grew up with, with Robin Williams, that is my Jumanji movie. And that's a theme that holds over within this entire discussion, with at least the two franchises that we'll be talking about specifically. Uh, Television-wise, anyway, not movies. So, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk. So, here's the thing. The first one that I wish to talk about, which is the most recent one, which I don't know how to take 
because it was just recently mentioned to me, I think yesterday, by Shelby, who's also by her handle, Queen Shelbyst, who you need to talk, uh, not talk about. Well, yes, talk about. Talk about Queen Shelby's, but also be sure to follow her on all of her platforms, uh, which I'll have within the link in the description below. However, one which has been announced yesterday or at least two days ago is the revive of the television show Futurama. Now, if you don't know Futurama, that's okay. There is no judgment whatsoever because God knows I am behind on many of my times when it comes to old shows, recent shows, and shows that I need to watch that people keep saying that I need to watch. Uh, one of which obviously being Game of Thrones, except for the last season because my brother already went through all the disappointment that the last season was. So just read the books. Also spoilers. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, but I've been told I need to watch Parks and Rec. I've been told that I need to watch, um, uh, you know, Game of Thrones is one of them. The Office, I st I've only watched maybe up to the second season as of now. But I'm not fully there. And probably a handful more that I can't remember at the moment. But if you haven't seen Futurama, one I highly recommend you do. Because it is a great entertainment. And the first reboot of it, yes, there have been many, is phenomenal. It, like, from beginning to end, except for, like, the movies, I'm not a big fan of it. They're okay, but meh. But the actual seasons of the television show are fantastic. In all, in all honesty, when I was a child, when it first came out, my family and I, we were watching it. Uh, together. Like, we were actually looking forward to the next episode. So, Futurama holds a little bit of a near and dear nostalgia to me. And the fact that they're coming out with a another reboot of it, I'm hesitant. Because I believe this will make the... Let's see, there was original, cancelled, reboot. Cancelled, reboot... Cancel. This is the fourth rendition, I believe, of it coming back. So, I have found an article, uh, two articles that I want to talk about as far as Futurama goes, about this whole thing. So, uh, let's 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 dive into it. As always, I will for the live stream that I have going right now. I will post the article right into chat. As far as what I am referring to. This article came out two days ago. February 9th, 2022 at 12.30pm. I don't know what time zone that is. Take it as you will. Considering it's the Hollywood Report. I imagine it's Pacific time. But this comes from uh, yeah, the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, saying Futurama revived at Hulu. So, I haven't read this before. I skimmed through it very briefly, and if you know me well enough, my skimming is like 10 words a sentence. <coughs> so, let's see. Original creators Matt Groening and David X. Cohen will return alongside voice stars Billy West and Katie Segal, among others. If I botch any of these names, I'm so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. It continues, nearly 10 years after it signed off, Futurama has been revived for a 20-episode run on Hulu, the third platform for the animated comedy from creators Matt Groening and David X. Cohen. The series that aired its first five seasons on Fox before revived for three more at Comedy Central will return to production this month for a 2023 premiere. Following an extended deal-making period, Original stars Billy West, Fry, and Katie Segal, Leela, along with ensemble players who voice multiple characters, Tress McNeil, uh, Maurice LaMarche, and Lauren Tom, Phil Lamar, and David Hermey will all return. Again, sorry, I'm botching these names probably. I, I'm horrible with pronouncing names. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Tune into my gaming streams. You'll see just how bad I am with doing gamer tags. Uh, John DiMaggio, who provided the voice behind the wisecracking robot, will 
with the shiny metal ass bender is finalizing a deal to return as well, though it has not yet closed. Quote, I'm thrilled to have another chance to think about the future or really other than the present, end quote, Cohen said. Added graining, quote, it's a true honor to announce the triumphant return of Futurama one more time before we get canceled abruptly again, end quote. My God, isn't that the truth? Uh, let's see. Futurama was created by The Simpsons mastermind Graining and intended to air as a companion to the long-running animated series on Sundays on Fox. The network, however, aired its first season on Tuesdays before a series of scheduling moves that ultimately doomed the show. Over the years, Graining has complained that the network did not support the series despite its now former studio toying this television, owning it outright. Fox would ultimately cancel Futurama in 2003. The show was revived in 2007 with four direct-to-DVD movies that Viacom CBS-backed Comedy Central would ultimately, ultimately air as 30-minute episodes. That success prompted Comedy Central to revive the series for subsequent seasons in mid 2010. The show would ultimately wrap a second time in late 2013 after seven seasons and a total of 140 episodes across two different networks. Quote, when presented with the opportunity to bring fans and viewers new episodes of Futurama, we couldn't wait to dive in, said Craig Erwich, president of Origins at Hulu and ABC Entertainment. Quote, the iconic series helped blaze the trail for the success of adult animation since its initial launch. We look forward to Matt and David continuing to pave the way and future, uh, uh, further rather establishing Hulu and further establishing Hulu as the premier destination for fans of the genre, end quote. At Hulu, Futurama will join a roster of original animated series, including the Animaniacs revival, Solo Opposites, and Crossing Swords. Hulu has also become a go-to platform for adult animated library titles like Family Guy, Rick and Morty, Bob's Burgers, South Park, and the original Futurama, some of which rank among the streamer's most-watched most titles, thanks in part to the reputable... Reput repeatability, rather, and sizable fan base. All true. Quote, What I love about animation is that it's possible for a successful show to take a pause and then resume years later, even on a different platform, and pick up right where left off. End quote, said uh, Marky Prieto? Prieto? Again, I'm so sorry, I'm so bad at names. Head of animation at Producers 20th Century Animation, quote, Futurama is one of those shows. The excitement from Hulu about returning Matt and David's genius creation for all new episodes has been off the charts. I'm thrilled that this incredible team will get to tell more stories and that our Planet Express crew will have more adventures together. It's a win for the fans who have loved the show since the beginning and for the ones who will now discover it for the very first time, end quote. Futurama becomes the latest adult animated title to be revived, joining the upcoming Be Beavis and Butthead update. Dar Daria? Daria spinoff Jody. Oh my god, I forgot about Daria. And the Ren and Stimpy show at Comedy Central, Clone High at HBO Max, and Poor Sources king of the hill though the latter has not been formally announced oh my god i need to take a pause from that beavis and butthead update ren and stimpy show at comedy central king of the hill maybe oh my god anyway uh back to the article the demand for adult animation has become so large that Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill creators Mike Judge and Greg Daniels recently launched an animated company to help expand the genre into new boundary-pushing tones and styles. Their company, Bandera, already has more than a dozen adult animated shows in the works for multiple platforms. Adult animation remains a popular genre not just for reboots, but for original series as the shows are cheaper to produce than their live-action scripted counterparts. 
What's more, production on animated series remains largely unaffected by the pandemic. In success, animated shows that catch on can become multi-billion dollar franchises. The way hits like The Simpsons, Family Guy, and Rick and Morty have illustrated. Futurama, which resolves around pizza delivery guy who accidentally freezes himself in 1999, wakes up a thousand years later, uh, earned six Emmys during its original run, including two for Outstanding Animated Program, seven anime awards, and a pair of WGA prizes. Graining, who created Futurama and developed it, alongs uh, and developed it alongside Cohen, will have three animated shows on the air once Futurama joins Fox's The Simpsons and Netflix's Disenchantment. Uh, Rough Draft Studios will return to handle the animation. Okay, so that's the end of the article, but I actually had no idea that Beavis and Butthead, Daria, and the Ren Stimpy, especially King of the Hill, is looking to, like, come back. That is... That's a lot of news to me. And that just further proves this topic of discussion of not only are why are these franchises come back, uh, are coming back and being rebooted, but is it actually appropriate that they do? Uh, and one of the reasons why that is, as we take a pause within these articles and just reflect is that this is the fourth installment of Futurama. Should it come back? Why should it come back? And will it actually uphold to fan uh, standards? The only thing that we are, I suppose, grateful for, as far as I can tell, as far as Futurama coming back and King of the Hill and also Beavis and Butthead, is that Mike Judge and Greg Daniels and obviously... Matt Groening and David um, Cohen, the original creators, are coming back to do this. That way you know that it's actually being supervised by the original creators and that it is going to continue exactly where it left off with all those minute nuances as far as writing-wise goes that the fans loved and adored when it initially came out there is that saving grace as far as the other reboots that are going on you know uh you know clone high ren and stimpy uh diana like or diana uh, i'm sorry daria excuse me how are those going to be? Are those created by the original creators? Are there going to be different voice actors? If they bring back the original voice actors, can they do the exact justice as to when it initially came out? Beavis and Butthead is pretty damn old. It is the first rendition of King of the Hill. You can actually see Hank and Beavis and Butthead because that's where Hank first came from. Without Peggy, without Bobby, without Khan and, and Dale, Bill, and uh, Boomhauer. All without them. It was just simply Hank smoking in a street alley, getting mad at Beavis and Butthead because of their shenanigans. So how is that going to play out now? Like decades later, how are they going to play that out now? And if you think, I don't know, or maybe they shouldn't, maybe you're right. But people see, or at least producers and television companies, animators, these big conglomerations, they see a way in which to profit. And just because they can profit from it, it's kind of like um, Jurassic Park, you know, uh, whatever that line was that um, Bloomberg, Bloomberg, fuck, I need to look that up. I'm so sorry. I can see that sexy man, but I cannot remember his name. I don't know why. Goldblum. There we go. Jeff Goldblum. Just because we can. You know, should we? They never asked and stopped. Should we? And I think that's a very valid question as far as these, uh, these revives go. Because how many remakes of old... Of old movies have we seen? 
and we're just thinking to ourselves, why? Especially when it went from cartoon animations to live action animations. Like how many of those do we have to go through just because they can? Like how well did the animated Mulan do to the Mulan 2 animated rendition to the live action Mulan? Especially considering how those ratings were not only initially, but also because of that main actress's political siding for the scrutiny that was happening within China. Why? Exactly why? And that's exactly what we have to ask ourselves. Not only as fans, because we're the ones that may or may not support this, but also as the creators. Why? Other than money. Do you actually see a possibility of redemption for your show? If it needed redemption, do you feel that we have a chance to bring it back so that we can end the show properly to what we first foresaw it ending, especially with a show like Futurama, where every single time they brought it back, I felt even with its original creators, it lacked something just because they ended the show for it to be permanent. And then they had to bring it back and then things continued and then they had ended again for it to be permanent and then it came back and then they had ended again for it to be the end i remember very clearly the last three episodes of the latest rendition of futurama and i think it's fine exactly where it ended despite them having to do so two times previously how are they going to begin it how are they going to end it is it going to be abrupt or is it actually going to close itself off nicely? What more can they do with the franchise the fourth time? That is what's scary. And that's something that we have to ask ourselves as fans. And I'm sure they are asking themselves and doing so right now because they have to write those 20 episodes of scripts in order to see if Hulu wants them back again. So maybe after 20 episodes, this fourth rendition, it might be the last. It might not be. Excuse me. Drink of water. So, I don't know about Red and Stimpy. I don't know about Clone High. I don't know about Daria, Beavis and Butthead. King of the Hill. We'll see how those go. But as far as Futurama goes, I feel that Futurama and King of the Hill has the highest hope. As far as Beavis and Butthead and the rest of them go, I honestly have no idea. Uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of Ren Stimpy or Beavis and Butthead. I don't know about Clone High and Daria. Like, I knew it existed. My sister was more of a fan of that than I was, but who knows? I may actually have to keep a lookout on that. So moving on, um, as it was said within that art article, uh, DiMaggio isn't sure if he will return or not. And I found an article concerning that as well, which actually came out today. February 11th, 2022, at 5.28 a.m. Uh, Pacific Time. And the title is, oh, I'm sorry, let me go ahead and post this within uh, the live stream. And of course, it will be notated in the description below. Mark Hamill clarifies he won't audition for Bender if DiMaggio doesn't return in Futurama. That by itself is a hell of a title. Hamill says he won't try out for the part of, quote, fake Bender. Prolific voice actor Mark Hamill has confirmed that he will not audition for the role of Bender and the new version of Futurama in light of news that original star Don, uh, John DiMaggio may not return. Hamill said on Twitter, quote, please be reassured that I will not be auditioning for the role of fake Bender. End quote. He said to DiMaggio, you are one of a kind, pal. It continues on. 
When the Futurama revival was announced earlier this week for Hulu, DiMaggio's name was not a part of the cast. Reports have suggested he is holding out for better pay and that the role might be recast. While DiMaggio might not be a lock to return just yet, the rest of the main cast are confirmed to be returning, including Billy West as Fry, Katie Seagal as Leela, Lauren Thomas, Amy, and Phil Lamar as Hermes. Series creator Matt Groening and writer David X. Cohan are returning as well. Futurama earned, you know, this announcement, etc., etc. So that's basically it. Here's the thing, is that the fact that they asked Mark Hamill to be the voice of Bender the Robot. And even Mark Hamill was like, no, that's DiMaggio's baby. Like DiMaggio has done a great, a, a lot of work. Obviously, Bender the Robot, he's Marcus Phoenix in the God of, uh, not the God of War, the Gears of War series. He's also Jake the Dog in Adventure Time. And the first time that I ever heard DiMaggio's voice when I was a child was actually in Samurai Jack when he was the Scotsman. He went on that like 30 or 40 second insult to uh, Samurai Jack on a bridge. I, I remember that clearly for some reason as a child, uh, probably just because the creative and innovative animation style, which was Samurai Jack. But the Scotsman just always stuck out in mind other than Aku, of course and the episode of samurai jack where he has a boulder strapped to his back for like months on end so that he was able to like jump higher that that's about it that i remember of samurai jack the original samurai jack but yeah the fact that dimaggio stuck out in my childhood and the fact that hamill is basically not touching that role just goes to show how perfectly executed DiMaggio did for Bender. I hope that DiMaggio does come back and I suppose I can understand why he is wanting higher pay or maybe it's not even him. If it is him holding his own negotiations, you know, good for him. Maybe it's his agent. I mean, like, no, I can, I can do more for you. Don't worry about it. But we'll see. I hope he comes back just because it would be weird not hearing DiMaggio as Bender. But that's another thing that these revamps, these revives, these reboots has to worry out for. Is can we get the original cast? And if we can't, who can we get to replace said character? And will they do justice in order not to offend the fan base and or potentially expand the fan base without the original actor? Because that's, that's a huge scary thought, especially considering how big of a support is. I don't even think Bender is a supporting role at this point. I would consider Amy and Hermes and um, Zoidberg more supporting roles than I would Bender. Bender's been there since episode one. How, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, best of luck, uh, to DiMaggio and his negotiations with Hulu and this and that. Uh, I certainly hope that he is there for the reboot. Uh, but again, the fact that Hamill backed down just, I think it shows great significance to not only the character, but to the franchise itself and the respect which it has garnished throughout the years. So that's all I have to say about the Futurama. Uh, reboot. The last thing that I want to talk about is a different reboot and one that has really grown on me. I didn't watch it when it originally premiered because when it did, I was six or seven and I certainly wouldn't have gotten any of the jokes. But this is actually a reboot of a spinoff of the original show. And if you don't know the one that I'm talking about, I'll just tell you right now. Have you ever heard of the show Frasier? Because if you have, then you should know that Frasier is a spinoff of the show Cheers, both of which are fantastic shows, and I highly recommend each of them. But if you want to appreciate Frasier from uh, 
very beginnings to the end, you need to watch Cheers first, because the character Frasier is in Cheers, and then he was so well-liked, they decided to do a spin-off of, of that character, uh, who is acted by Kelsey Grammer, and, well, it's, it had its own very successful run. And it was hinted a couple of years ago, I want to say, in 2020, maybe 20, early 2021, uh, that it was going to be rebooted, The Frasier Show. So I found an article by Screen Rant, and this is the very latest article which I have found concerning this. And it is an article which initially premiered December 6th, 2021, by a Anna Dumaraga, is how I'm going to butcher that name. Again, apologies. But it is entitled Frasier, Everything We Know About the Reboot. So, bear in mind that Cheers came first, then Frasier, and now the reboot. So, the article reads, 17 years after the Cheers spinoff Frasier went off the air, a reboot is finally in the works. Here's what we know so far about the project. Now again, keep in mind, this was December of 2021. The classic sitcom Frasier is officially getting the reboot treatment. Kelsey Grammer famously starred as the titular character Frasier Crane after he was initially debuted in NBC's Cheers as Diane's Shelley Long former boyfriend. The spinoff, which also featured John Mahoney as Martin Crane and Jane Levis as Daphne Moon, David Hyde Pierce as Niall Cranes, and Perry Gilpin as Roz Doyle, ran for 11 seasons before it wrapped up in 20, uh, 2004. Rather. For years, there have been rumors that the show was getting revived, but nothing came out these speculations until it was confirmed that Frasier will indeed return on Paramount+. Plus. Thanks to its eccentricities, Frasier was welcomed uh, was a welcome addition to the classic NBC sitcom, becoming a series regular even after Long left Cheers in season five. When the Ted Danson-led series went off the air in 1993, despite its continued popularity, NBC found ways to capitalize on its viewership by launching its off its spin-off Frasier later the same year. It feature, features the titular character relocating from Boston to Seattle, where he started a new job as a radio therapist. This also allows allowed fans to meet his family, which included the equally eccentric brother Niles and down-to-earth father Marty. Now, 17 years after it ended, Frazier and his family are gearing for a TV comeback through a reboot-revival. Grammer publicly discussed his interest in reviving the series, which remains one of the most critically acclaimed television shows of all time, and spearheaded the efforts to bring it back on to the air. Grammer finally got his wish. Not only is he reprising arguably his most memorable role thus far, but he also served as a, produ a producer for the project. Here's everything we know about the upcoming Frasier reboot, including its release date, network, and which actors will return. So, Frasier reboot release date. Grammar's production company, Gra Gramnet Productions, and CBS Studios are producing the reboot, which is being written by How I Met Your Mother scribe Chris Harris and Life in Pierces, written by Joe Cristalli. There is no confirmed release date for the planned Frasier reboot. Grammar revealed in late 2019 that he, alongside with working on the show was busy trying to crack the show's story. Since then, the actor has been asked a few more times regarding the series' potential debut. 
Although the Frasier reboot was officially confirmed for Paramount+, Plus, it doesn't seem like there's much progress in terms of developing the project. In June 2021, Grammar teased that fans can expect the Frasier reboot to premiere in spring 2022, but in November of the same year, he revealed that they are still working on its narrative. Given this, it is likely that Frasier revival won't meet its target spring 2022 rollout date and will be delayed instead. The cast. In June 2020, the main cast of Frasier appeared for a virtual reunion to reminisce about their days working on the show, while also raising money for the Actors Fund, a funding for actors who lost their jobs due to the coronavirus pandemic. While the subject of the reboot came up at the time, none of the stars commented about their supposed involvement. Although Grammer previously said in 2008, during the Frasier's 25th anniversary, that he won't be revisiting the series unless Pierce, Levis, and Gilpin are also coming back. Again, butchering names, I'm sorry. Back in April 2020, Gilpin teased the project, but didn't reveal if she's signed up for it or not. Spearheading the Frasier revival, Grammer has revealed that they have been actively asking his old co-stars to respite their roles, uh, reprise their roles, uh, for the upcoming project, but until now, it's still uncertain who else will be in at uh, be in it aside from him. He basically said the same thing when asked about the matter in November 2021. While he didn't give any indication about the casting process has been going on, he said that he's hoping that everyone joins him for the new Frasier. Sadly, John Mahoney, who played Martin Fraser's father, passed away in 2000, uh, 2018, so he won't be involved in the project. Pierce, on the other hand, previously said that he has no intentions of revisiting his role as Niles and that, his oppose, and that he's opposed to revising Fraser in general. Meanwhile, B.B. Newerth, Newerth, who played Lilith, I'm so sorry, uh, Fraser's ex-wife from Cheers said in 2019 that she's open to reprising the role in the Frasier revival. Uh, story details. Um, I won't read that. The article is up there for you if you wish to read that. And all the same questions that I asked previously are still here with this. Although this isn't the fourth or third reprisal, this is the second reprisal. There's a lot which has changed within the time from when the first uh, original Frasier came out. And to it being revised now in February of 2022. And the fact that no news has come out within three months. Who knows even if it will. Like the intention and the want is there. Which I applaud Grammar for wanting to do. You have to ask whether or not he's doing it. Whether or not it's actually for the franchise or is it possible that he's doing it selfishly because it's his most renowned character that he's played now for 20 years at least more than more than likely so is it a good thing for the Frasier reboot to come back especially considering that you know the actor for marty is now gone and where the show left off is it appropriate that it comes back? And if so, after how long, what will they do with it? Almost anything is possible that they can do with it. And it goes back to those original questions, you know. Is it good for the fans? Is it good for the franchise? Is it good for the actors in order to be able to come back to? What are their motives and intentions if they do or do not? And are they simply reviving it for the sake of a money and a cash grab? These are a lot of things that not only the creators and the producers and the networks have to weigh out, but us as fans, you know, do we actually give it the season or are we so disgusted and we feel that, you know what, where they left it off is fine and this is just going to ruin it. Do we actually give it that chance? Is it worth our time? Is it worth their time? And that's a lot in which to weigh in. Uh, so... Like I said, these are the first two examples that came to mind. And actually, the Frasier reboot, I knew about it. I forgot about it. It wasn't until my roommate, uh, Queen Shelby, Shelby, mentioned it to me. Like, yeah, there was this. I'm like, my God, there was that. 
And I was actually really surprised to find that the most recent article was of last year, 2021, early December. No other news has come in two months. So, <clears throat> we could obviously talk about the cinema renditions, all the reboots, all the live action, animated, this and that, which I mentioned earlier. But that would have to be an entirely new podcast in order to be able to discuss that, which, of course, considering that we have had those reboots come and go, we can look at what was the cash revenue of the original to the remake, the actors, the uh, companies which took on those projects. There is a lot that we can uncover with all of that. So I'm going to leave you with those thoughts. And in fact, tell me what you think. Email me at fsofpodcast at gmail.com. Tell me, what do you think? Should these things be revived? Is writers, are producers and, and networks and these big companies, are they actually running out of original ideas, which seems to be the trend, and they're just resorting to reboots in order to keep up revenue? Honestly, I could go either way. And it's... It's unfortunately or fortunately quite open to the opinion. So, with that said, my dear listeners, I'm going to call it here. Thank you for listening. Again, if you have suggestions, if you have replies, opinions, just want to say hello, suggestions of topics or articles, email me, fsofpodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, you will find this podcast on... YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So keep practicing. As I always say, salon doesn't hurt you or anyone else. Just keep on that positivity within your life. Create it for yourself. Clench on to what you have done for yourself or what you have viewed to be positive. And keep that snowball effect going. I know you can. I'm going to be doing the same myself. So... Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. And I will see you all next week on the 18th here at the Frankly Speaking. Uh, yes, the Frankly Speaking on Friday's podcast. That will be episode 22. So until then, thank you again and take care of yourselves and uh, au revoir.